Hey, we're doing another live show in Los Angeles, Friday, November 8th at 9 p.m. in the Nerd Melt showroom. Go to nerdmeltla.com for more details. That's Friday, November 8th. It's going to be great. If you haven't hung out with us, you should. You know, this might be your last chance. We could jump off a billboard at any time. Plus, there's an after party at Chipotle with a DJ. So, please come. Whatever you do, get your tickets soon. There's only 11 and a half seats at Nerd Melt. So, one person isn't going to get in. So, get on it. Friday, November 8th, 9 p.m., nerdmeltla.com for more details. See ya. Bye. Now entering nerdist.com. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. Welcome to Cashing In. I'm Cash Levy. I'm so excited about today's show because, well, it's a departure. I'll be honest with you. Um, I know a lot of you are used to me having the same guests uh, on the show, but today's going to be different because, well, I'm pretty frustrated with the booking of the show. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I really just have not been able to, to to corral a great deal of variety uh, in the guests that have been on the show. And it's very frustrating to me. Maybe I don't have the clout in the industry uh, that I thought I had when I started doing Cashing In. Uh, perhaps... Uh, most people, if not all people, uh, think I'm not funny. That might be a factor. It might be uh, that I'm extremely unsightly to look at, and it's hard for people to sit across a table from me and do a show with me. But whatever the reasons why I've struggled like I have, uh, and some of the excuses, by the way, have been very legitimate. There's been car accidents on the way. Uh, there's been subterfuge, which is a word I really can't say, and I just attempted. Uh, it wasn't in the script. And as you know, all these, everything in the podcast is usually scripted. Yeah, but I went off the uh, written page there and tried to say subterfuge. Um, but in any event, there's been a lot of good excuses. Sometimes there's been, uh, you know, sort of mistaken identity, identities and confusion and this sort of thing. But for whatever reason, I haven't been able to corral the amount of guests I'd like to get. So what I've done is I've hired a booking agent. And I think this is going to change everything. I am so excited. I mean, I have my own booking agent who is going to book all my acts on the show. It's going to take, you know, I'm just going to be able to focus on the show now. It's all about the uh, the written word. It's all about the different euphemisms I might use. It's all about the triple banger lightning rounds. It's all about you, the 12 and a half in your needs. And I'm not going to have to be so preoccupied with who might come on the show or who might not, because I have hired a celebrity uh, a booker, a talent agent, uh, to book my show, Cashing with T.J. Miller, and he's here with me. Uh, <laughs> well, French fries and baby cries. <laughs> Cash, how are you? <laughs> good, good. It's my booking agent. Oh, I've got some good people for you, Cash. <laughs> You're hotter than you even know. 
There's people out there that want to be on the show, want to be involved in the show, want to be associated with the show, want to be near and or on top of the show, want to be within 10 to 15 meters of the show. This is so great. And what, what's your background, by the way? I mean, I, 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 you're the only person. Well, really I've at. been booking. God, I, I've been booking acts since the early days of the nitty gritty dirt band and the. Mm. Uh, Janis Joplin and the Easy Street Band. Okay. You mean the E Street uh, Band? Bruce Springsteen and the Strainies <laughs> Strand. Okay, yeah. You didn't mention I, I, I originally I used to book the Jack Parr show, mm-hmm. which was the original Johnny Carson show. Okay. Well, you know, which you, was the original Jimmy Fallon show, and all of those were based on a very popular show back in the 1920s called the Jimmy Kimmel Live Show okay, so uh, and it's it's pretty cool. I booked Red Fox on Red Skeleton's show, and I booked Red Skeleton on Red Fox's show. It was sort of like podcasting back then, it where everyone just did everyone else's show. Terrible back then. The depression. <laughs> People were uglier in the twenties. That's why they had their short haircuts, fat necks. Now a lot of people don't realize you're not in the studio here with me. You're actually no, I, no, I'm talking no, to you on the phone. Um, I'm on the telephone, and but but I'm excited for whoever you hook me up. Well, with. I got a great, great guest for you. Well, Cash. let me just ask you. By the way, can you? It, what was your name? Uh, usually, ta- usually doesn't people Tammy, take people that long. Tammy, Tammy. My name's Tammy. Tammy, you came highly recommended. Oh and so yes. If people are wondering why doesn't he know who his new booking agent is, <laughs> well, I I, I talked to CIA. Uh, CIA. 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 I talked to talk CIA. You Central Intelligence I talk Agency to Central Intelligence as well Agency. as Creative Artists Agency. I talked to the FBI. I talked to the CAA. Yes. I talked to IAG. Right. And IEG. AIG. And, one of the largest you know, insurance brokers. I talked to, brokers. to Three Arts. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of them. Talked to Two uh, Arts. I talked to Two Arts and I Four Arts. I you know, my firm, obviously, Single Art. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. Art. Mm-hmm. And so I've talked to a lot of people, and they all recommended you. Uh, to book my show. Well, I don't and, know why they wouldn't. And who who do you have for me today? You're not going to believe it. This guy has he he couldn't be hotter because he's not hot at all. He's he's got nothing going on, not a goddamn thing. He is pro. He's boring. He tries to use bigger words all the time. Uh huh. He's got um. He's got legs like a built like a shit brick house. Both legs. Okay. Well, that can that, hardly walk. Yeah, that won't be relevant to the show. He's got a dick like a crowbar. Neither of us have any use for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to do with it. I think it's to break into places. Okay. We. I'm excited. Uh, when's he going to get here? He couldn't be hotter. He's not hot at all. He's got. Uh, he, he's got a kind of beard that you know implies that he he just quit doing meth uh, and he's just started doing meth. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So he's a quit starter. Yeah. He's a startup himself. He is a dot com. He's a, a dot-comer. Twitter. He's a dot-comer and that he's visited websites within the last 28 hours. Oh, wow. Well, this is good. I'm sure I have a lot to discuss with him. You're going to love it. He's He was in a, a major motion picture about a talking bear. Two of them, in fact. Wait a second. This is starting to you sound You better familiar. believe it. Wait. This and is... he's been in more mediocre films Wait a second. than anybody else in the last three years. From 2012 to 2014, he was in some of the worst major motion pictures that there's ever been. He's he's never been on a television show that hasn't been canceled within the first season. Half a season, shut down after seven episodes. Wait a second. Uh, canceled is... pilots. I, they, I don't even think you can cancel a pilot. 
Hey, he got him canceled. Well, wait a second. Now, this is starting to sound like it could only be one guy. He is There's a only one person. comedian, and I'd say the sound and fury. Have you read that book? Signifying That's nothing. That's about all he is. That's exactly Not right. A sound so and fury, faces and, and noise effects. It's a, it's it's just a, it's really about a, a lot of pomp and no circumstance. He can't draw for shit, and by that I mean he can't get anybody to come see him in the comedy club. And if you ask him to do a self portrait, it looks like a walrus took a shit on a lamp. He's really more style than substance. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I don't even know if he's style. He's got no style at all. His hair looks like Jesus Christ got in a bad breakup. Well, this could only be one person. Yep. T.J. Miller? Mick Fleet. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> oh, Mick T.J. Miller? Well, I was going to have Mick Fleetwood come, but now that you mentioned it, T.J. Miller is waiting outside of your studio. Oh, my god! He's been calling me repeatedly, pretending to be different women from my past. Oh, boy. And I've had such a long track record. Well, this is pretty... You can just pick a name out of a hat. He said this his is... name was Cheryl. He said his name was Anna Barbara. He said his name was uh, Timothy O'Leary. Well, this is very serendipitous. Yes. So he'll be right in there. Okay. Thanks, man. Now, I am definitely not him doing a shitty version of some stupid web show about a monster uh, talk show host. I'm not doing a halfway impression of that. I'm actually my own man, Tammy. All right. Thanks, Tammy. All right. We'll see you soon. Send him in. Bye-bye. Come in. Hi, uh, Cash. Hey, buddy. Hey, TJ. Hey, it's me, Stephanie. Anna Barbara. I'm just kidding. It's me, TJ. Hey, bud. You know, I just spoke with your booking agent. He just called me repeatedly and kept pretending to be women from my past. Oh, wow. But I immediately caught him on it because, you know, I've only dated really one woman uh, for the last 25 years. Chernobyl? My ex-wife. No, it's my ex-wife, Karen. My ex-wife for 42 years. And... um but he said that he, you 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 were looking for guests and that he, I was actually on the top of your list, which wow, was well, very flattering. I love having you on the show. I, I kind of thought he'd set me up with some different guests. I, I'm, I'm also a little bit reluctant to believe. I, I'd love to see you two in the same room at the same time. I think there would be no problem at all. It's just, you know, after this podcast, kind of a weird feeling about I'm out this. of town until the next podcast, but I know he's in the office. Okay. And then around the time that you're doing your next podcast, I know that he is out of town. Uh, and I did want to say that I saw Mick Fleetwood outside, but he was shot with a bow and an arrow. Was someone from the band? Uh, shot no. him? Well, I, to be fair, I was trying to shoot you know, a deer. thunder only happens when it's raining. It's true. And you only shoot someone with a bow and arrow if you think that Mick Fleetwood is a deer. That's another <laughs> line from a song. That well, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Let's get it started. Let's what do you do think? I would do, love it. You know how I like to start the show? It's with the uh, triple, triple banger, banger lightning, lightning round. round. Uh, uh, triple uh, banger lightning round. Triple banger lightning round. This is already a gas. Thanks for having me. Oh no, this is fun. I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really glad you came. Uh, uh, item you'd grab first to fight off an intruder. A ladle, a thigh master, a chainmail oven mitt, or a dry erase board. Thigh master, you might be able to get the assailant to leave just by the fact that you own it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a <clears throat> that was always a weird product when it was popular. The thigh master. It's first of all, it's called the thigh master, which is just a weird mm-hmm. decision on the part of the company. And then second, it was that sort of squeezing motion. And I remember the big joke about that being that people would masturbate to the infomercial. And I can't uh, masturbate when a lot of information is coming my way, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. I tried. For me, I used to put uh, pornographic pictures. I would hide them in the encyclopedia, and it would never work. <laughs> is that weird? Well, what about some of these other items? 
Well, a ladle, obviously, I keep on hand at all times. But a ladle, you know, if a gun has a handle, that's a ladle. You can fit a little bit of soup that's in the true. barrel. That's true. A chainmail oven mitt, I think, is the one. I don't I know why you would get one. a dry erase board. What about a cross? Did I have that in there? You didn't have a cross. Depends if it's a vampire. I think that could be quite useful. I think a chainmail oven mitt's a great way to really, really slap someone across the face and and put them down on the ground where they can't be found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Triple banger. Lightning round question. Question two. two. Question two. New England. More like middle-aged England. <laughs> I mean, how long are they going to use new? I don't know. New York is, I, not, is anything but new now. It's another thing new about any of these places. I, most products, you know, like new Coke or whatever, they take the new off eventually. That's true. How about American England? I, I think it's weird to call it New England. It's sort of a... How about Old America? Old America. Because it's one of the oldest areas old in America. Old America now. So I New think England should new be English Old America. Be old America. Ancient America. Well, ancient America, then I think that's uh, Mexico. Mexico should be called ancient America. I mean, it's a quaint place, you know. Uh, over the hill, England, maybe. Uh, getting close to death, England. You know, might not make it till the next time Cash comes to the comedy club, England. Clo- <laughs> closer to uh, England than the West Coast is. That'd be long, too long. <laughs> I like that for one. Like a, for a sign. Closer than uh, closer to the West Coast than to England, England? <laughs> is that it? That's it. We got it. Checkmate. Yahtzee! Yahtzee. Yahtzee. Uh, I'm going to use one from somebody. This is Triple Banger Lightning Round. Question three. Question number three. Question three. I'm going to use uh, somebody's here because I thought it was a good one. It's by Josh Nash. What relationship requires more trust and faith? Marriage or suicide, murder-suicide pact? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that one. This guy is very funny. Because um, that is a good question. That is a good one. That I is guess. a good triple banger lightning round. What requires more trust and faith? Marriage or mu- murder-suicide I think, pact? I think, you, I think it's got to... you got to amend that and say... Uh, which requires more trust? A successful marriage or a successful suicide pact? And for that, I think probably suicide pact, right? You're more likely to chicken out on killing yourself than you are to get uh, not get divorced. I mean, let's I face it. That. A, mar- a murder-suicide pact is harder to pull off. It's harder. And what is that? That's when you a good shoot marriage. someone 50%, as they shoot you? Okay, 50% of marriages break up, but it's say, let's just say 20% of all marriages are good and happy. Right. What do you think? 20%? Are actually like? Do you think really? Glad we it's got to be more than that. Twenty-five percent out of the fifty. You're calling it a quarter? Oh, quarter. I see. Because o- over fifty survive. They're not necessarily happy. Yes. So let's say out of the other fifty, twenty-five end up going. You know, we're really glad we did this. So you're saying a half? You know, actually, of studies a half have shown that marriages are successful studies have shown that happy. people are happier when they're married. Studies have shown that, and they've also shown that people are are not. There's no improvement. In fact, they're less happy when they've had kids. It's the marriage that makes people happy more than the kids. Studies mm-hmm. have actually shown that. I can document those studies. <laughs> All of those studies are ones that I did. I don't know how you do a study like that, but I have read that. No, I I, I believe it. I mean, you know, it is. That's a pretty tough one to think, right? That everybody wants to get married. Half of all people that get married will be divorced. Half of all the people that remain married will be unhappy. 
And half of all the people that are married and happy, their partner will die or a sickness will befall them. Mm -hmm. Probably about a quarter of those people. You're really getting slim to none on the successful, happy marriages that have longevity. How many people are happy in the first place? I think we should tackle that question first because it's not like if you're not married, what's the percentage of people that are happy that are not married? It's under 50% also in the first place because it's just... I'm going to... You know what? This is a very interesting question to ask Google and I bet you it will quickly come up. That will be the first question... Or the first what thing percentage of people claim they're happy? Or I, I think you just say what percentage... First of all... I got enough there. What percentage uh, of people... <laughs> First one to come up are gay. Percentage of people are right-handed, left-handed, atheist. These are all the first ones to come up. <laughs> are happy. Yep, came right up. And it is only one in three Americans are very happy. Okay, so 33% of all people are happy. That's the, the claim that they're happy. Yeah. Now the goal, and let's move it along now. If we're going to get philosophical here, let's go all the way with it. Do we have a cue for uh, tickling the oracle? Let's do a tickling the oracle. Let's, let's tickle, tickle the oracle. oracle. We haven't tickled the oracle for a while. Uh, this is a segment we used to use uh, once, and uh, so we didn't write a song for it. Here's the song for it: Tickling the oracle, tickling the oracle, tickle, 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 tickle that oracle. Do shy, do shy, shy. Uh, let's tickle the oracle. What motivates man? Because I don't think it's happiness. That's that's what's interesting. What motivates man? Um, you know, um, Freud thought it was short-term pleasure. That's really what we're right. going for. Nerd burgling. Um, Nietzsche thought it was power. Right. Uh, and a lot of people think it's McFlurries. I know you've, uh, you know, you think that most motivation comes for, from McFlurries. But I'm reading this book called Man's Search for Re- for uh, Man's Search for Reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about this fellow that was in a concentration camp, and what's his name? Managed Eric? managed to write a, a he managed to to make it, mm-hmm. and kind of analyzed the way people behaved in the concentration camp, and he he feels like that man's that the meaning of life is to, or not the meaning of life, but one of the meanings of life. Wait, it's not man's search for reasons. Man's search for meaning. meaning yeah, I'm sorry. I, I don't know, know how the, I said man's search for meaning. He's a famous psychologist. Yeah, he came up with a Lego 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 therapy. Lego therapy. It's a fascinating book. If anybody wants to read it, it really will change your the way you perceive things. At least for the two weeks that you remember everything that it said. You know, it, it's one of those books that changes your thought process for a few weeks. Yeah, uh, you it's, wish, it's you not wish, a lot for you. You wish things could sink in when you read something. Uh, meaningful for longer, but unfortunately, you have to keep rereading stuff uh, to have it really take. You know what I mean? But bottom line is Victor Frankel. Yeah, Frankel. He he basically felt felt like, and I'm just paraphrasing. It's a wonderful book, and I can't. He's a brilliant man. I can't really paraphrase yeah. too easily what he said, but that through suffering we really discover. First of all, we're all going to suffer at some point mm-hmm. in our lives, and through suffering uh, we find meaning. Uh, and for a lot of people, that's love. For some people, it's some project they want to complete. But the people that survived those concentration camps had something that they were striving to get back to, mm-hmm. whether it be their work, that it was so meaningful to them, or their 
and uh, or their loved ones or whatever else, and that we can discover stuff about ourselves through suffering, and that really our purpose in the world is not just short-term pleasure. It, it really isn't in the in the end. Our essence uh, is sort of um, uh, revealed when we suffer. Um, because it, and I think there's a lot of validity to that. It's very easy for people to be quite friendly when they're on top. And it's funny when people yeah. fall and how do they treat people when things are going poorly. I think the testament for who you really are as a person is how are you – how do you behave when things aren't going very well? Well, there's traces uh, of that in, in, in adversity, right? In yeah. a, through adversity, how, how do you handle yourself in adverse situations? Uh, when the chips are down, who are you really? Because everyone, when they're riding high uh, – it's going to be friendly and happy and all these things. But we can't really control that because our lives are roller coasters. So, like ASAP Rocky says, everyone's a tough guy till the shit goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think it's interesting that you say that, the suffering thing, because both hubris and sacrifice or suffering have been a theme in almost every religion, right? And then also in most drama, right? All, most narrative and storytelling there is some fall from grace and then he, a hero sort of handles that in a in a mm-hmm. honorable way right whereas a villain you know doesn't i uh, i think that um you know i i believe in you know i'm a, a atheist and an existentialist i guess i don't even know what those things mean but they certainly sound smart they do. They do. Uh, I think you really make your own meaning, and then in addition to that, sort of life can sort of the meaning of life is up to you to decide. Um, and a lot of people arrive at similar conclusions because there are some themes like family and love and uh, altruism that seem seem to be a, a, a common thread or a common uh, end. Re, I don't know destination that people arrive at. Um, but I, I think you also part of that is sac- sacrificing for whatever that meaning is. So you can't. It's a tough one if you, the meaning of life for you is just hedonism and becoming well, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, that the meaning of life, what we do agree on, and we don't agree on much ever. No, but we do agree on We've is never the meaning agreed of life. On shirts. Or clothing, or facial hair, nothing. I mean, you wear these shirts with holes in it. I wear these holes with shirts on them. <laughs> but we both agree that the meaning of life is not to just seek out uh, so much peace and contentment that you're just not – that the world isn't a better place for you being in it. And we've talked about this. I think too many people are just basically spending all their – now, the world is so – complicated now we've been talking about this a lot too it's they, out of they, control you, do, you are right, spending you are spending thing. a lot of your time now just trying to settle yourself down life for all the crazy shit that's going on control. so i understand we all need to like meditate do yoga do all these things to try to settle ourselves down because it's out of control it's so oh, fast people paced. talk about stress i'm so stressed out here's right. how you manage stress here's but how you the relax. meaning of life is not to settle down that stress that's all i'm saying to get into a semi-comatose state that's not actually the meaning the meaning is to have something uh, that you're uh, that you care about that would sustain you while you're suffering. I think. I think it's trans fats. Trans fat is the meaning of life. That's for me. Yeah, because you make your own meaning. For yeah. me, for me, it's just going on a full, uh, just full body release. Full full body release. <laughs> full body 
uh, just 100% all gluten just, diet. We've talked about this, <laughs> and you have to club them. I, I know I mentioned a couple podcasts ago. When you go on a free, when you hunt a free range gluten in the wild, <laughs> and you club it to death, it, it that's that's that's, 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 that's the pleasure. meaning. That's, that's the pleasure. meaning that you're looking for. You know? and then you send it to its own well, murder suicide. What I want to talk about is it <laughs> is now, but. What's interesting that's been happening, we've we talked about this on the way here, is that, uh, you know, we've talked, I've had a few health problems. What I decided to do is cut out everything that co- gives me pleasure, um, pretty much. Yeah. I cut out sugar, uh, gluten, and, and all, and not joking here, uh, dairy, chewing tobacco, alcohol, marijuana, uh, caffeine, uh, and um, and. These are things that have given me pleasure. And what I didn't realize was how much I set up these little rewards every day. I'm not addicted to any of these things. It wasn't that hard to get off this, uh, all this stuff. Yeah. But I, it, it's been a real revelation realizing how every day – I've been doing this for about a month now – how every single day all I've been doing is um, just, okay, if you finish this task, you can have a drink. Or if you finish this task, you can have a Diet Coke. Or yeah. you can have French fries. Or you can have a McFlurry. Or you can have this yeah, or that. Yeah. And it was really a lot more Freudian – in terms of just the short-term pleasure that I'm comfortable with. And this has been a good experience for me. Uh, I, I, it'd be interesting if you cut back, you cut everything out to see exactly what was uh, taking too big of an importance in your life. I, you know, on the way over, what we talked about is, because I've gone periods where I'm only eating chicken and vegetables. I've gone periods where, you know, I'm totally sober and not doing any drugs or drinking or caffeine or anything like that. Never on the show, though. Never, Never. once on the show. Never Not during once. the podcast. I always am, I am so high on laughing gas right now that <laughs> I am having a gas, and this is a real laugh. <laughs> um, you know, I life is out of control. Yeah, let's it's talk about that. Control. Let's talk about that. It's a huge, huge problem. We, the amount of stuff that's going on is first of all, it's moving too fast for anybody to keep up. You know, we've talked about the singularity and this idea of, you know, computer power is, is doubling every year and it's becoming half as expensive. Um, we also just have too many things. We've got technologies moving too fast to keep up with. Uh, capitalism is, is a, you know, it works economically, but it's constant. The advertising has gotten, it's insane what, you, what they're telling you you need. It's insane. And it's insane how quickly all this is happening and changing. It's happening. I mean, I was showing my son a picture of uh, rotary dialed telephones. Yeah. And he was laughing. And he was like, You mean it was, I go, it was attached to the wall. You couldn't, like, move around. And he was laughing about that. Like, he thought I was, he goes, He goes, You're joking. Really? He kept saying that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's moving so quickly. And you will see, you know, we will see 10 more revolutionary inventions happen in the next 10 to 15 years. But the reason it's out of control is it's just, it's too much. There's, we're trying to pack too much in. Nobody has much. any time. We, we didn't have cars 150 years ago. There's people have televisions. They want to, you're, you're missing stuff. So now you can record everything. Like, every, oh, here's everything, a good one. You have abilities to do things yeah. to, that here's you don't need to do. How about that commercial where they are saying you can only tape four shows at the same time and that's a detriment where uh the ex-coach of the Steelers walks in he's like you know out of the rain and he's like uh, you, you know on I don't know Time Warner or whatever you can now tape more than four shows at once what why do you need to, to have four different televisions in your house with four different shows what happened to like people watching stuff to together or I mean I sound like an old man but like 
Do you need four shows being taped at once? It's not though. People and you're you know it's this is not anything bad about it, but human beings just are social animals. The idea of a person texting, I do this. Texting someone while they're talking to yeah. the person that, that is with them yeah. is crazy. You do it too much. I do it too much. And I also feel like I have to text back immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that that's something that a lot of people feel that you don't have to do. Email you know, is missives. ridiculous. I've gotten I urgent email. emails. Urgent emails. I thought email was supposed to be at my leisure. I thought it was supposed to be a three-day thing. Facebook, Twitter. Hey, I've been, I've been trying to reach you. We got an answer. We need an answer on this. But it's email. I thought it was supposed to be. How many times have you felt buried by the amount of emails that you have? Uh, it's I unbelievable. Mean, every, I told you, my wife has like, I half. think, my wife has six, what is it? How much did it was? It was like over 600,000 emails or something. <laughs> Seriously. I think I mentioned that on another podcast. It's, it's something like, I wrote it down for that it. podcast. Yeah. But yeah. in her inbox is, is over half a million <laughs> yeah. uh, emails in her inbox. But I'm saying, looked at. there's got to be people in the 12 and a half that if you ever just felt buried in your email, you're thinking, I don't even want to check my email. It's just going to be, or, or that you sit down, you start doing email, and you go, I just don't have time to. It's it's too much. You, you're able to communicate too with too many people. Too many, too many people ways. want to stay in touch. You, t- you yeah. know, everyone's trying to please everybody else, but also pleasing themselves. And it's here, just out of control. And here's There's the no illusion. way. And the stress is so high. And you and I have been talking about. It. Then you sublimate the stress in different ways. Yeah. And and it basically we are fucked. There's no way. It's out of control. There's the illusion, no way to get it in control. The illusion. Well, I, I don't believe that. I believe you have to have systems in place. Like I'm only going to check my email. Uh, I'm sorry, sometimes I'm texting someone right so, now. <laughs> sometimes I'll say like I'm only going to check my email. Uh, uh, once in the next 48 hours. I'll do like little games with myself. So you have to have some, some, some th- checks and balances in, in place. But here's the thing. System games. The illusion we'll that you need to tape four shows at once and that you need all these products and these new things that are coming out. The illusion that you need a watch that's now a phone or whatever else that's the right, new right, thing. Right. The illusion that you'd be happier. That's the illusion we have to ignore. Because 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 all that's yeah. doing is making the life more distracting. The things that make us happy are still the exact same things that made humans happy two hundred years ago, and that is to have something meaningful. Uh, and I, I don't want to sound you know too touchy feely, but whether it be love or uh, mm. think people you care about, it's a little or it's okay, a little yeah, it went too far. Well, it's, it's okay. okay. It's feely it's enough. Feely. It was a little too touchy. It's weird that our legs touched under the table when I touch. said it. Well, and the toes high fived. You know, little, yeah, the, little, high, the toe. Yeah, the toe five. Toe five. Yeah, the, the toe five. And then I almost went. <laughs> why? Why aren't more couples high fiving with their toes? Ah, uh, good question. I'm implementing yeah. that immediately yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, in, in any event, these I are like things the we like to talk games. about sometimes. I, I like you have to have systems games. to keep the technology and all this stuff in check. And you have to set a pattern. You've noticed I don't return texts immediately sometimes. You've never because, returned any of my texts. But no, because some. Well, we're not I've really I've been texting friends. you for four and a half years. Yeah, yeah, we're not really friends. But there's a big back. There's actually over uh, half a million texts from TJ <laughs> currently on my phone, blowing my phone up. Um, but if you create a precedent... Where you're returning texts immediately and not turning your phone off. For example, I turn my phone off on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, for most of the day, uh, you know, and part of Sunday often. Just it's a weekend, and you know, if it's urgent, uh, too bad. There's nothing urgent. We're all we're all alive. It's not urgent. It's a tough one. If you feel like if you feel uncomfortable when you leave your house without your phone, 
That's a problem. I've been trying to like go on a hike or something like that and just not bring the phone. You've got to be able to not be reachable. Mm -hmm. That's the other problem is everybody is reachable all the time, always. And so much more often all these things happen if everybody is reachable all the time. People reach out to each other more. They're upset when they're they're not reached out Mm -hmm. to. They're upset when somebody doesn't respond to them either immediately or in a timely manner. Uh, people are upset that they have to respond to so many people. People are upset that they're being reached out to so if much. If you're unwilling to throw your phone in a wishing well, you have a problem. And, and wish for a new phone. I was going to say, my wish yeah. for everyone is that you would be able to throw your phone in there a wishing well. There are wishing well. wells just for phones, where people just wish for new phones. Uh, those are fishing wells. And when you go fishing, a fishing well... You're going to find yourself a phone. <laughs> Let's move it along to essential questions. This is TJ Miller for Checking Chow Mein. <laughs> Let's move along to essential questions. We've got to get to some stuff here. And we're going to read it. Oh, there Essentially it is. It's out of control. Essential questions of human nature. We didn't get to anything last week. We have some important stuff to discuss. Um, would you ask a girl to marry you even if you didn't know she would say yes? Because we I think did, this, I, I, this, I, yeah. I very much admire people that ask and the girl says no. I admire that they had the courage to just sit there and like ask and not know if she was going to say yes. Really that takes going some balls. For it. You're that really, takes some sack, doesn't you're it? You're really going for it. If you, yeah. Yes. And I, I kind of like that. You're really going for it. If you say, yeah, hey, she said no. What? Yeah. She said no? How could you not do the the groundwork, the footwork beforehand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't lay to the. figure out what the answer is. Didn't have be. any idea. Because then you also bought the ring. You bought I mean, the that's, ring. It's a tough one. You buy the ring, it's a toughie. I threw it out there. That's usually what they say. I threw it out there. I just threw it out there. I, 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 I know a guy, he's getting divorced now. It's too bad. But um, he didn't, he sort of knew she was going to say yes. But he couldn't figure out how to ask her, and he didn't really want to, per mm-hmm. se. And uh, so he came home drunk one night, and she was mad at him. So he took off all his clothes, and he asked her to marry him. He Are you serious? Yeah. He got totally naked, and he so was he like, did this the, is me. He did the angry proposal? He, but it wasn't angry. I think he was just like, I got to get out of the doghouse. I'm in trouble. The best way to do this is get naked and propose. And he did, and she said yes, and they got married. Are you serious? Yes, and now I think they're getting divorced, yeah. The angry, the, the in the middle of a fight proposal. It's a weird one. It's, it's a tough one. It's a one. different type of proposal. It's a tough one. I, 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 I admire someone who does that. It's also, it seems like, uh, it seems capricious. And that's not the right word, but it, it seems... Uh, it seems a little, I don't know, it's crazy to say I'm going to ask this person to marry me and they might say no. What do you do after that? Do you keep dating? Is that an automatic breakup? If you say, hey, will you get married? And the girl says no, what next? Do you go, all right, well, we still we still on for dinner? You, you, you still want to watch After Earth with me on Netflix? Well, look, I'm prideful enough that I'd want to have sex with her at least one more time. That's what you would say, but would she, you know, at that point? <laughs> if she says, no, I won't marry you, is she going to say, yes, I'll bed you? I mean, that makeup sex, that's why people, you know, you don't want to break up. I don't think you want to break up during a fight. That's yeah. one of my things. I don't think you should break up. I don't think a fight should cause a breakup. Yeah. I think uh, you should be getting along just fine. Mm-hmm. And that's not why you broke up. 
because of one fight. That's a very good point. Yeah. You know, I think uh, the, in, you don't make decisions when you're really in the heat of passion well, about anything. And biologically. That's why, or otherwise, we'd probably end up killing each other a lot. Yeah. Well, and biologically, that has some evidence in neuroscience because when you're upset, you click back into your the part of your brain. It's the neocortex that is just animalistic it's just fight or flight responses yeah. it's all versions right. of fighting or you d- fleeing you don't you don't make decisions tired hungry on an empty stomach you don't make decisions you don't, you make, don't decisions. make decisions you never make you a decision make decisions you put it off tired you don't make you decisions procrastinate. When you're hungry you don't make decisions when you're covered in strawberry you never or honey you, you never make decisions strawberry jam all decided. over yourself you don't decide you a never dang dang. make decisions how about a, a tiny opinion because should this, we do that this brings me to should a we tiny do a opinion. tiny opinion i don't know though they are in fact normal sized men they have tiny opinions this talks this this just fits in right with what we were talking about um my son was like are, is that animal nice he's always like is that animal nice or is that animal gonna bite me or is that animal whatever there must be some sort of evolutionary thing with that too like yeah, teach me to which, what animals, which animals are, are okay and i'll say look i think all animals are nice pretty much uh unless they're scared and i started to think about it when you talked about flight or, or fight it's a good example Humans are like that, just as like animals are. I think most of the bad decisions we make are because we're scared. If you really think yeah, about I it, yeah, I think that's true. If you think about it, I mean, that's why we fight wars because we're afraid someone's encroaching on our turf and, mm-hmm. and are going to take what we have or whatever. And I'm not saying sometimes the fear isn't valid. I'm just saying usually a lot of the things we do you can attribute to our fear, and so we are a lot more like a. Any type of animal you'd find. Most animals are pretty friendly when they feel safe. And that's why in relationships we have to make people feel safe. So that they won't right bite us. That, so yeah. They won't bite us on our ass. On our ass. Are you or, getting a lot of ass bites? So they, some more ass bites than I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's right. I think we, we often act out of fear. And sometimes when we think we're acting out of aggression or anger, that, that's rooted in fear. Right. I mean, when, you, when someone feels like they're backed into a corner, they're not going to behave well, just like any kind of animal. Like a badger. Like a, like, a, like a badger, like a fox, almost. Yeah, more like a badger. Yeah. I can't really decide if it's a badger. I am covered <laughs> in strawberry jams. <laughs> I know, you're so sticky. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. We're going to... I had another... I like that as an aside. Just actually, like, I, know. I know. You're so sticky. So... Uh, so uh, no, that was more of like, uh, what hurts? What hurts? Cash and TJ intimately want to know what hurts. Is it sticky? What hurts? Well, I'm having some uh, on my left sort of lower back, you know, right above the hip. That's it's starting to bother me. I do a lot of stretching in public. Okay. Okay. A lot of people are against that. A lot of people in my life, people that are close to me, really are upset public by the stretching. Fact that I'm stretching in public. I understand why not. I think more people should be stretching as we're moving so much. Life is out of control. It's out of control. I know. It's a you gotta lot stretch of, more. People should and be it's stretching a lot more of like in forced it's a lot of forced birdbath conversations. Yes, that's exactly forced right. birdbath by text, by email, everything. Um, most of these conversations yeah, are birdbath conversations. Absolutely. It's Let's so move on to Practical living in a modern age. We're going to hit it all. We're going to hit it all today. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern Age. Those, those things that hang over the baby's bed, you know, the, the mobiles. Mo- yeah, yeah. Mo- mobiles. Why does that stop? Shouldn't we do that for adults? Wouldn't that make us feel safe? <laughs> Shouldn't we have adult mobiles? 
I mean, I, wouldn't yes. that be nice with like dolphins or I'm something? Just something make Katie, you feel really I think safe. You're absolutely right. It's not even to make you feel safe. Like the adult mobile. What's more fun than sort of yeah? What, and what would it be if you're a single guy? It's just little women, you know, pornographic images. Might be, yeah. I mean, it, whatever. I mean, whatever makes you feel safe. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be? You know, it could have songs in it. You know, if you twist it and then they they go around in circles and you have songs, it could be something by say Fleetwood Mac, perhaps. Mm. I like that. I just sent an email with my mind. <laughs> I thought that was your rim shot for Fleetwood Mac. I don't know where that came from. Fleetwood Mac, perhaps? <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> so I think we should have adult uh, mobiles. There's, there's really, there wasn't a ton of things to say about that, but that's yeah. just what I wanted to say to you. I, I agree with that. I mean, I think, and you can make your own mobile, you know? It would be good for couples to sit down and have a mobile i just did this on my um my apple tv is that i made the screensaver pictures of uh the two of us when we're happy mm-hmm. you know you could do that you know pictures of you and your girlfriend when you're like you know happy it's just like one put those, picture right just put, one picture yeah, there was just one picture but put you know put all those up in a little mobile every night when you go to sleep, you can sort of see and remember images of when you guys were happy. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. Mobile with pictures. Let's move on to uh, Tweedalize. That's mm. a working title. It's called uh, Tweedalize. Until uh, they think of a better name for it. This up some is of yours. Tweedalize. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's other people that... Uh, you know, call this segment different things. You know, um, what like I, I don't know what what would they call well, it? Well, like, should we people, just jump right into it? Some people, <laughs> just, kidding, <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. There are those that think it should be called uh, "When You Close Your Eyes." Do you tweet about me? <laughs> Close your eyes. Do you tweet about me? <laughs> uh, others, it's like a tweet of the moment. Those are Asia fans. <laughs> Trying to figure out what your tweet meant. Tweet of the moment. Open your eyes. Uh, you know, there's other people that have other ones. I don't know. What are your, some of your favorites? Um, uh, tweet Caroline. Yeah. The tweet Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> that last little riff was pretty. <laughs> Jesus, you're really putting your own spin on here. The, uh, this yeah. is one of my favorite tweets I've ever read in my life. Okay, yeah, it's by you. It merely, I don't even know how long ago. Yeah, it turns out I was just a fad. Mm, yeah, I think that was recently. I mean, yeah. that's unbelievably funny. Mm. Wouldn't that that would be the ultimate? That's a shame, right? I mean, but we are—we are all fads. We are. I was gonna. That's. I, I really. I really think we are. We're all just fads. If you think your career's going well or anything that's, in fact, everything in your life's just a fad. Like that's why it's such a roller coaster. Because whatever, no, none of it really, really lasts. It's all very. But aren't short, you know are, relatively short? Aren't we all merely things that kind of come into fashion mm-hmm. and then go out of fashion? Mm-hmm. Both. Both as being alive and also like you know you come into fat your parents are so excited about you and you've, they've got a kid and then you know sixteen years later they're kind of like oh, I don't think and then you become retro yeah. maybe in your twenties or thirties you parents, get hot you get hot sometimes have you, you ever just in again. your life you're just like I'm hot right now I'm just I'm throwing what, what, what are you throwing when you play uh, craps sevens what, what is it when you're really hot 
You're hot. You're, you're like, I'm hot right now. Everything I'm throwing, it's coming up, whatever. Elevens, yeah. Elevens. But, but other times you're really cold. And that's why, by the way, you know, we start off the show with the triple banger murder suicide pack. That's why suicide <laughs> is so lame. Because you could get hot like the next day. Like you could, you really might be so close to a hot streak and you know how depressed you can get and then something can just change. Yeah. That girlfriend or whoever can just call the next day and it just somehow, it changes the way you're feeling about things. Get back on track. And you're about to be a fad again. You could be a fad like soon. And then it's going to dissipate, and then you'll be like yesterday's news, and then it's going to come around again. One thing that isn't a fad is popcorn. And you got two great tweets here. I'm just going to movies now to eat obscene amounts of popcorn. Sometimes I can't even remember what the film was about. Hashtag buttercoma. <laughs> First of all, a hilarious thing that it's not appropriate to eat popcorn in any other situation. Mm-hmm. You just rarely see a barrel of popcorn. A person yeah. walking around with a bucket of popcorn. It's weird at work. If you've ever been at work and somebody comes in with popcorn or they're like making even microwavable popcorn, it's so delicious. You know, you smell it, you want to eat it. It's just weird. It's a weird thing to be like, time for a popcorn snack if you're not at the movies. Yeah. And then your next tweet is if we had to choose between movies and popcorn, Hollywood would no longer exist. Hashtag taste it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 100%. I mean, sometimes, first of all, should I think we, it's I hilarious. Think we should just cut to out go, the middleman with the movies and just go pick up the popcorn. Go straight to the popcorn. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I do go to movies for the popcorn, like you said. I always have popcorn and a Coca Cola when I go to a movie. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes these movies aren't that great if you're not eating popcorn have you ever had that experience i'll be watching a movie i'll go i mean this would be i'm just sitting here thinking i should have gotten popcorn yeah 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 i mean this narrative is totally unbelievable and nothing is crunching in my mouth like fluffies like fluffies that came out of hard kernels who knew (laughs) the popcorn is sort of a a placebo effect almost to make you feel like uh, the movie was worth going to. 100%. When really it wasn't. It's crazy. And theater owners make a lot of their money on the popcorn. And that's the, and the key. And I feel that was, that's also what makes me feel better about it because, you know, I don't pay for movies and I sneak in. And, <laughs> and I feel, I do feel guilty about it a little bit, but I'd like to, you know, I don't mind ripping off Ticketmaster or Tom Cruise or whoever, any of the, you know, actors or whoever else, the studios, these types of people, but I don't you like do know to, that the I don't want to rip one off half the of small, the ticket price, right? But they get a lot of popcorn money from me. A lot of popcorn yeah. money. When you're going into a butter coma, you, <laughs> you know. What's the most too, popcorn you've ever eaten in a, in a movie? Well, that's what's weird about popcorn is um, it does... Like there's one minute where you just can't eat any more, yeah. more than a lot of foods, where it just ma- it's actually sickening. Yeah. So I'd say it was just you know like maybe one of those barrels. I get that with kale. I, I have I, I find that a kale large pops. small popcorn is I, I I like a small popcorn. Yeah. I don't like a medium popcorn because I always wish I had gotten a large popcorn. Yeah. But a large popcorn, I often it's find much. it's too much. You're getting. You've got a third of it left, and you're sitting there. You're just disgusted with yourself. It's not a. It's not even popcorn. It's a gauntlet that's it's, been thrown down. It's a. It's a test of your manhood. 
No one wants to be doing that. I, I think a, a small popcorn and a medium or large Coke is right. That's because I'm, I'm the of the thought spot. when I when I, I agree with you because it's it's a burden the the barrel because and then if you're with friends you're pushing it on you're them. pushing it on you become them. A, even a strangers pusher even yeah strangers you're going you want any popcorn up there on the the, the the row ahead of me and then you're throwing it even yeah. though it's not that kind of movie you act like you're startled and you throw it behind what kind you. of movie is that kind of movie? <laughs> like a scary movie I do I, and I, you I, throw it behind <laughs> you you just throw it up in the air I like pretend to be startled so that you, startled, you go ah! and it's like some it's not that type of movie at all it ain't that type of movie yeah let's finish with maskers okay let's do it like 85 percent of superheroes this is maskers listen guys uh this friday we are at the nerd melt it's happening it's live happening. cashing in live cashing in 9 p.m. Right here at the Nerd Melt Theater in Meltdown Comics on Los Sunset Angeles. Boulevard in Los Angeles, California, in beautiful Hollywood, Caravan California. Caravan out. Some people are coming in RVs. Others are coming in uh, balloons. There's yeah. a lot of balloon travel There's a couple, these days. I think one or two of the 12 and a half are going in hot air balloons. There's another uh, a fellow that's going in a cold air balloon. A cold air balloon? And those really have to have wheels because uh, they will not lift off Some people are bringing ground. coolers and uh, and some people are bringing uh, some people are coming in on a water I'm slide. I'm throw this out there. I think we should tailgate after the show hmm post tailgate so often you tailgate before post, the show post tailgate celebration post tailgate ah i like it it's really because tailgating shouldn't it be called head gating if it's before something mm, you're right tailgating you're right. then it's at the end of the it should be called pre-gating pre-gating yeah you're right um but come on out for god's sake because we we need to meet you um we have a we definitely yes, we want you to pregate. You can get tickets at nerdmeltla.com. Again, that's nerdmeltla.com. N E R D M E L T L A dot com. And dot is not spelled out, so that's not a D O T. It's yeah. an actual period. Come see us live. I mean, uh, who knows how long this will last? Nerdmeltla.com. We've, we've come so far com. so that's fast. Right. Yep. Come so far so fast. You know, it could be the end it of could the be a fad. Is, isn't this the... this whole thing could be a fad? So we don't know how long we can continue this madness. We want to. It's meet out of you. control. We life meet you. is, life out is of so out of control. We don't know. Each time I say goodbye to TJ, I know that it might be you know the last time, only because life could spiral in such a crazy way. I could uh, be swallowed up by the. By the popcorn. It almost happened just By then. The, yeah. Oh, what if it just dude, happened just then? That was gone. Scary. And plus, with this new booking agent, um, it, he's he's promised me a lot of great guests. So we don't know how long we're going to be doing this. That's so exciting yeah. that you're working with. What is his name? Uh, I believe it was uh, uh, Tammy. Is that was right? It Tammy. Yeah. Something like that. Oh yeah. He's yeah. very famous. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he's been around for a while. Apparently, he booked a lot of bands. Uh, mm-hmm. We have uh, Lisa Peters wrote. Uh, Should I start telling people I'm ten years older than I am to cash in on all the you don't look your age compliments or should I get a clone and have it live a horrible life and say it's my twin to cash in on all the man I can see who got the looks in the family compliments I just really need I just really need compliments that's what she said that's Lisa all one Peters. tweet that's one it's not a tweet that was on Facebook I we like have a Facebook, Facebook page yeah. which none of you guys seem to have visited uh, we just have about 2,000 followers. Page. It's just 12 and a half people Twitter. acting Let's like 2,000 people. Let's review it on iTunes. Please Let's review stop it. stop asking questions about masks. Yeah. It's ask the masters. <laughs> not, it's not questions about masks. <laughs> we made the decision. We stand by it. Was it a good one? No. It doesn't matter. <laughs> 
I think you can tell people. I like to tell people I'm about 20, 25 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll say somebody say, "Well, how old are you?" I'll say, "I'm in my late fifties, mm-hmm. early 70s. And I think that's the way to go, Lisa, because you know the clone thing is is hard to orchestrate and it gets confusing. We actually cloned T.J. Miller, and I don't know from one show to the next which guy I'm interviewing. He was. You can tell though, because the clone is really, really a handsome fellow, and I look like I got hit in the face with a a, a shovel. It was built like a brick shit house. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but if you're really, really on the a fence, shovel made of bricks with shit all over. If it. you're really on the fence about cloning, just go ahead and say you're a little bit older than you are, and you seem really just you seem to like compliments. So uh, I just want to say we loved your question. We love your question. We love it. Had we love nothing you. to do with masks. Yes, it had nothing to do with masks, and we feel pretty good about that. Let's do another one. Uh, Daniel Kahn writes: Has waterboarding gotten a bad rep? Isn't it just a really good face wash? Did we do that one? We didn't, and Damn. I'm going to say the the answer is no. If you've been waterboarded, I don't think you'd see it as a face wash. No one. Is, in fact, the waterboarding that happens where soap is involved is even worse than just regular waterboarding. Speaking of face washes, is there anyone on the globe That's that doesn't order proactive any women that don't order proactive seems like every woman i've ever dated really had proactive do i just date women with skin problems the main that's the common denominator i I don't understand okay yeah the proactive one is pretty weird i a lot of people i know are on the proactive yeah um so i guess that that didn't fly glad i didn't do that one during the live show because that's just there'd be a lot of nodding people's heads like what the hell is that what are you talking about seems like a lot of girls i dated it was an infomercial that's pretty serious about getting your skin right and nobody really knew what it did or why okay okay throwing that out there and that was just a that just it was a horrible death that's all that was that was a birdbath conversation (laughs) matt h writes i have a jumping jack story that prove u.s military is advanced and i just thought this was funny because this was tweeted a jumping jack story that prove u.s military is advanced that prove or the proof there's no s there prove I, I want to hear the story. Uh, that that was really t- 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 um, Matt. If you could give us just a little bit more Matt, on go that. on the Facebook. Page how could and give how us could that. any how could any jumping jack prove that the U.S. military is advanced? How is that possible? Are jumping jacks a fad? Are, will jumping jacks be out in a flash? <laughs> well, you know, we talked about jumping jacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. we called them the uh, uh, lazy man snow angel. Yes, that's right. And on a previous episode, and that was our live show, Sweet Heat, live from Legends yeah. Mall. Did you know that's what we called <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Sweet Heat, live from Legends Mall. <laughs> it's the sweetest heat. <laughs> I miss Kansas City. Yeah, right we got to go special. back. That was special. Um, we should have brought bags and bags of cocaine, but I, I do miss it. <laughs> I do miss it. Uh, I don't know if we... Yeah, go on. Well, no. I, I just, don't know if we've done this one. Sometimes I pick out funny ones, and I'm afraid we've done them twice. Um, Matthew Ryan at one point wrote, Feral children, nature's pets. I mean, I wonder if any, like a tiger or anybody, has ever taken in a feral child like we do adopting mm-hmm. a pet. Mm-hmm. If they've ever adopted a feral child. I, I, I wish there were more feral adults. You know, adults that walked among us who've been raised in the wild. Mm. I think it would make us... So rare. Yeah, it is. It's You know, I feel like... We feel like we've let down the animal species sometimes. 
by having so many feral cats around, et cetera. But hasn't the animal species led us down? They Mm. never adopt us. Shouldn't we be a little pissed off? It would be nice if sort of a healthy elephant family (laughs) came to me and said, look, you're really... You got kind of a shit situation here. People are really pissing on you. I mean, besides Tarzan, what have they really given us? The animals. They didn't raise any of us. Even he ascended to king of the jungle, right? I mean, mm. he, he wasn't even. So they raised him and then made him the uh, yeah, the leader. Sort of, yeah, took over. Which really is a bit. What's the word? It's it's that's kind of the human perspective on things. I don't think they would have let. I've been badgering a badger to take me in, but he's smart as a fox, so he won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm all animal you're metaphors on, you're, baby you're on fire and that ain't no fad you're on fire I'm, I'm trying to pick one more just to get us out one more we, uh, you should uh, you know you should do this one I bet you're gonna get a call from your your talent booker and, and I hope that you'll do you think I should keep him keep him on as my oh yeah booker? oh yeah no definitely and you know once you talk to him I, I hope you'll uh, give me a good review because I did have a lot of fun on the show well I love having you TJ Miller it's, it's always you're always one of my favorite guests t- um and so it's 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 fun to have you. It really is. Um, hey, that proved that. This, here's one you're gonna like. This was by uh, Kathy McCardell. She writes: Surely countries that are cheese underachievers are underachievers. I love it. <laughs> you know that I do. I love it. I love it. Any kind of word underachiever. Yeah, underachiever. I'm a real underachiever. Yeah. I just am not eating enough cheese. I'm not making enough cheese. I don't know enough about cheese. <laughs> I consider myself an undercheeser. I'm. Is that who? Who said that one, Kathy? I believe that was Kathy McCardell. Kathy, bad news. That is, I'm opening with that right now. I'm writing that down. That I'm an underachiever. You know, there's really just there's nothing quite better than under a cheeser. Well, that's great. Well, Cash, thank you so much. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. This I'm going so I'm to take off right now. I'm going to leave. But if you do get a phone call, uh, you know, just... Uh, From Tammy? Uh, yeah. You just, you know, let him know what you... Uh, Would have thought of you as a guest. About it. Okay. Yeah, all right. I usually, I usually rate all the guests. I'll I have like a star you, system and yeah, stuff. I, well, I'll definitely... I'll see hey, buddy. you. Uh, you know I'll what? Do you want to maybe do the um, live podcast? If, if look, I'm going to use you as sort of a fallout. Really? Is yeah. it, yes, I'll do it if, if no one else if can If no come. one else can do it. Yeah. yeah. If no one else can do it, you should check it out. So, um, uh, hey, okay. thanks for coming, buddy. Good. Yeah. I'll t- uh, hey, buddy. I'll see you soon. Cash, I think you're getting a phone call. I better pick that up. How are you, Cash? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, sorry, hold on. The, 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 the phone is ringing off the hook in here because people enjoy the podcast so much. They, they love it. Hey Tammy, how'd it go? How'd it go with TJ? It's a great. He's a great guest. I, I actually kind of knew him. Did you realize I, I I knew him? I did not know that. Hold on, let me let me get this. <laughs> you better believe I did. Ah, so what did you think of him? Ah, uh, he was great. I, yeah. you know, I've, I've actually I don't know if you know realize this, but he had been on the show before. He has. Yeah. 
Well, that's lucky for you. So you really know kid, the kind of guests that, that, that I like. That couldn't be more out of fashion. He's like a fad that never started and won't end. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. It does. Well, keep booking the show for me. I will. Really, Next week, I, we've got somebody show, very exciting. I want someone really that can draw a few people. I'm you already know, nobody out knows, to Jessica no, Beal. Well, okay, that'd be great. Cause I'm nobody, out to Jessica Beal. Nobody knows anything about this T.J. Miller guy. He's not going to draw for that live show. I think so you're don't right have, on that I one. do not want to do the live now, show with who him. do you like better? Jessica? Jessica Beale okay. or Jessica Albeal? I think it'd be good to have both of them. Well, they're the same yeah. girl. Yeah. Ha! That's a little industry insider information for All you, right. Cash. Get to work on All that. All right, I'll see you later now. Okay. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now leaving Nerdist.com.